You guys fired up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of you. That's cool. <laughs> right. So, I want to say, uh, you guys like the decorations? Yes. Isn't it awesome? I want to say thank you to all the people that, because that was a group effort to get that done, and it turned out awesome. We've been getting all kinds of comments and everything, how everybody loves it. But you know what's cool, too, is this mall's been dead for quite a while. And the lights that are out front and everything that's facing it all points to Jesus. There's light. This is the light. The home of the light was like, woo, look what's going on there. I got to tell you guys, I've been kind of on a spiritual buzz, if you will, probably since Wednesday night. Wednesday night group was just so cool. And I want to encourage you guys, if you haven't been to one, to come. You know, recovery is a, is a long haul, man. And we have some really good discussions. And I was just, for me, and you've heard us talk about it before, it's like, when you see God working in somebody's life, it's like, hallelujah. Hallelujah, man. It's awesome. It's working. And to see God working, man, it, 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 for me, it motivates me to keep going. When the times you wonder, is this even worth it, man? But it is. We're seeing lives change. We're seeing marriages get back together. We're seeing kids come back to their families. We're seeing all kinds of cool stuff, and God's working in amazing ways. It's so cool to be part of it. Amen? Amen. Okay, I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> i got to be honest. This might be a little crazy night because... I made the mistake and I tried some new coffee this morning. <laughs> and it was Starbucks. I don't know what kind of Starbucks what it was. It was jet fuels, all I can say. And I had my normal dose and man, it's still going. So fasten your seatbelts. It might be a bumpy ride. We might be all over the place, but we're going to have some fun. And it's the reason for the season and it's all about Jesus. Amen? Amen? So we really can't go wrong as long as we're pointing towards him, right? All right, will you guys pray for me? And we'll get started. And I'll pray for you guys. Father God, again, we just thank you for all that are gathered here tonight, Lord God. We pray that you speak through me tonight, Lord God. Just uh, help me organize my thoughts, and I uh, just pray that the uh, message lands on some soft hearts tonight, Lord God, that all points to you, Jesus. So we just thank you again, in your mighty name, amen. So we've already touched on the, the reason for this season is obviously Jesus, right? I titled it The Reason, that Jesus is the Reason. But you see the manger? Before I get started, you see the manger? That's kind of a Christmas card kind of thing. Because if you do research on it, the, the stables back then were probably caves. And a lot of times they would just carve the manger into the wall. So that's kind of a Christmas card kind of thing, really. It was a lot dirtier and filthier than that, because you can imagine a cave is cold and damp, and Jesus, our Savior, was born there. It's amazing how he came down from heaven to be with us, Right? So, Randy spoke uh, last week. He talked about it had been quite some time since Israel had heard from God. I think some 400 years. And it was very dark times. And you can imagine sometimes we wonder if we're in some of those dark times now. You know, but God sent his son for us. So I just I had a few rambling thoughts about why. Ultimately, it's to die for our sins, right? I just had a few thoughts. 
wonders to him. For me personally, um, I think sometimes he just, he sent Jesus down here to kind of erase some of the misconceptions about God. You know, because sometimes I know before I was saved personally, I kind of thought God was this big judge in the sky. And if I stepped out of line, he'd smack me down. I just thought he was this evil guy because I, I knew what I was doing was not right. I wasn't saved, but I knew it wasn't right. But I think a lot of times some people get too worried about who God, who God is in fear of God. But we don't have to fear God, right? He sent Jesus. Jesus came as an example of, of who God really is, his love, right? So let's go to John 1.18 real quick. So John 1.18 says, Okay. No one has seen God, but the unique one, Jesus, who is himself God. He is near to the Father's heart, and he has revealed God to us. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus loves us so much. And if you want to know more about God, learn more about Jesus. Amen? So I was thinking, you know, how he shows his love for us. The reason for the season he came for us. He came to show us the love of God. Right? Jesus was very compassionate. He loved people, even though they didn't love him. Jesus is the greatest gift ever. It's not the presence that you see under the tree. It's his presence. Amen? Sad thing is, many people are going to miss it. They're going to celebrate the Christmas that they know. It's all about the trees or the decorations or the presents that the kids get and things like that, and they're going to miss the very thing. Maybe they've never heard of Jesus before. That's why you hear us say how important it is to share, to share what God's done for you with others who don't know. We've all been commissioned as ministers, whether you like it or not. Amen? So let's go to Ephesians 3.18. And you may have the power to understand, as God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is for you. You guys understand that? How long? His love goes on for eternity. How wide? It's from the east, is from the west. God loves us that much. He can reach you anywhere. No matter how far you think you are from God, he can reach you. You know, we've all been there, right? We've all been in that hole, that thing, that, that, the depth. It says how deep or how high. How high goes over all of our mistakes. When you come to Jesus, that's all gone. It's all gone from the east to the west. It's gone. Sometimes we have problems with it because we lived it and we're, we're not quite sure, but it's gone to him. It's gone. He's like, don't worry about it. It's gone. Let's move forward. How deep is his love? We've all been in that miry pit, right? 
Most of us have been so far away from God, we, we, we never knew even God would even look our way. But guess what? He could come down and scoop you up, just like he has done for all of us. Put you on the rock. Jesus Christ, get you going again. Amen? May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to, fully, to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You know, when, when, you, when you first get saved, that's just the beginning. That's not the end. That's just the beginning. And I know for a lot of people, they get so excited and then they stop, which that's okay. But then you got to get moving again. Once the dust settles, it's time to start learning and start growing and start moving forward because we're on mission now, right? I think sometimes, too, I think how cool it would have been to, been to be around Jesus at the time, how cool he really was to people. Because he hung out in some of the n- most nefarious places. He saw some of the most hurting people. That's who he came after. He didn't come after the super-educated Pharisee people. In fact, he was very hard on those people. I just think it would be kind of cool just how he had his way with them. He could cut right through right to their heart. Speak right to them. Jesus knows. God knows your thoughts. God knows your heart. And he might be speaking to you tonight. If you've been away or something like that, he might be saying, hey man, come on back. It's okay. Or maybe you don't know God. Maybe he's just, maybe it's just a seed just cast out on the water right now. But there's something to it. You can ask everybody in this room that's been saved. They'll tell you there's something to it. Amen. So I want to take a a quick look. Now, we talked about Jesus as the baby, but I want to talk a little bit about his life, about basically some of the things that he did, I guess I should say. As you know, as as they, he always traveled to the festivals. We know that in the scripture just says that he was always hanging out with the big crowds. He loved people. I just lost my train of thought, anyway. Um, (laughs) But he did several miracles along the way because he came to, to, to heal the sick, right? He didn't go looking for the people that were perfectly fine. He would seek them out and help them. He did lots of miracles, lots of them. So many that they said that the books couldn't even be written to hold all the stuff that he did. He only had a three-year ministry. Can you imagine? So let's take a look, a look at Luke 5 real quick. Luke 5, verse 12 through 15. Now this talks about Jesus healing the guy, healing a man with leprosy. Verse 12, it says, In one of the villages... Jesus met a man with advanced case of leprosy. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of leprosy or anything, but it's bad. The skin just kind of just goes away. And this, this says he has an advanced case of it. Back in those days, you talk about quarantine. Man, you were out. You were basically not even in society anymore. You were gone. There was basically no hope for you. And then when the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, 
begging to be healed. He said, Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. The man cried out for help. That's what we do. God's there to help us. Right? When you cry out, when you get to that point, and everybody's low point is different, but when you get to that point, just cry out to Jesus. Cry out to him. He's there to help you. I heard a testimony on uh, Joy FM today that I hadn't heard. You guys listen to Joy FM? Yeah? It's good stuff because it is like the commercial. The songs do come along sometimes at the good time. But I have noticed, because I've been a long-time listener to so the station, barely had a signal when it first came out, to, to now they're on a super station that you can hear everywhere around the city. But I noticed now, before they would never talk about heroin. They would never talk about addiction. It was always that hidden thing. that no, It was like that ugly thing everybody pushed under the rug until it, I guess they finally realized the epidemic that we're in here with this. It's bad, folks. But I heard this testimony that was great. You know, they do a testimony in 90 seconds or whatever. And this girl came on, and she said that she lived on the streets of St. Louis. She was a heroin addict, prostitute, around downtown and evidently she'd been doing this for a while she finally gets arrested and she has to detox in jail so she said she's lying on the floor and she cries out to Jesus I can't take this anymore it's gone she basically detoxed in jail and now she's a witness for Christ she got saved in jail amen man I'm driving out the road and I'm going, now that's what we need to hear on the radio. That's a great story with all the bad news that we continue to hear all the time. We need more of those stories. That's why it's important to share. Share, 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 because there's other people that are in that darkness right now that need help. And if they know she can do it, then they can do it. Right? We're here to help each other. <laughs> so when you cry out to Jesus... Okay, Jesus reached out and he touched him. He said, I am willing. He said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy di disappeared. Then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go to the priest, let him examine you, and take along an offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been clean. Hallelujah. I think it would be very hard if, if you were the guy with leprosy not to say anything. Hallelujah, man, you are healed. You have fresh skin. and be like, wow, I'm telling everybody. It's funny because a lot of times when Jesus did something like that, he told them, don't, do, don't say anything. Don't do it. So Jesus done several miracles. feeding of the 5,000. He turned the water into wine. He did all kinds of stuff. What I kind of wanted to do, let's go to Luke 18 real quick. 18, 35 and 43. Okay. Get here. Luke 18. Okay, here we go. So in Luke 18, verse 35,
Jesus heals a blind beggar. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. And when he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus of Nazarene was going by. So the word had already gotten out that Jesus was around. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And look what the crowd says. Be quiet. People in front of him yelled at him. But he just shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Then Jesus heard him. He stopped and he ordered that man to be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? You know, we come to that time too. We get to the end. That's what Jesus is asking us. What do you want me to do for you? I want to be healed. I want to be healed. This man cried out. He shouted out, right? What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight because your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God too. Amen. When we see somebody healed, that is a, that's an amen. Mountaintop, amen, when somebody comes to Christ. If we're happy, the angels are singing, another one's coming home. Amen. You know, these miracles are exciting because he has the power. That's his divine power he has. That's the little Jesus that grown into a man. He has the power of God. He is God-man. He is God in the flesh. And he has that divine power that can do that. You know, a lot of times the beggars, would, they would often just lay around. They were disabled. There was no medical help. The beggars had little hope. This guy was persistent. Evidently, it happened quite a bit. He shamelessly cried out to God. I thought that was cool. He shamelessly was like, I don't care. Jesus is coming and I want to be healed. So if Jesus is coming now and you want to be healed, cry out to him. Amen? Come on now. Okay, let's go over to uh, John 11 real quick. This one's a little lengthy, but we'll get through it. By the way, has anybody been taking the Luke challenge? Reading through it, chapter by chapter, one a day, two a day, whatever? It's good to stay on track on your daily to, to, to renew your mind every single day because we are constantly bombarded by all this stuff. Media, Billboards, just everything. Radio, just television is horrible. We have to keep our mind focused on Christ. It's, you need your daily dose. You know, I, I'm a Zeppelin fan. I'll be I admit it. And I used to listen to the daily dose. Zeppelin, 5 o'clock, every day, religiously. Every once in a while, I'm around near the radio. I'll turn it on to hear it too. But if I can do that, I can read too. I can do it. Because I'm making an effort to listen to Casey at 5 o'clock, I can certainly pick my Bible up and maybe learn something. Michael, that was a good come on, man, because there's probably a lot of people in here who have never heard anything about the trees. And it's good to share that. It's good to share knowledge. It's awesome, man. So let's go to John 11. I, this whole chapter 11 is good. So I, I called Katrina today and... I was Starbucks to the max, 
So I'm reading. And man, I'm just like, I'm a trout in the water. I'm just swimming through scripture going, woo, this one's good, this one's good, this one's good, this one's good. And I'm like, wait a minute, I, I, I got I to organize this somehow because I was just excited. I'm like, man, Jesus, I'm excited. I have to say this year I'm more excited about Christmas than I have been in a while. And I don't, I don't know, well, I know what it is, it's Jesus. Jesus' presence, that's what it is. Because we're, the, the church is doing well. People are getting healed, like I said before. But when you're a Christian, you celebrate Chris, Christmas every day, right? His birth, his death, and his resurrection, we celebrate it every day. So there have been years of like, eh, you know, more of a, I'm happy all the time. This time it's spiking. I'm, I'm, I'm into it this year has nothing to do with the decorations although i love it because like i said it represents life it's pretty cool okay in john 11 this is about lazarus again jesus is showing his power here let's see where did i cut that off jesus um let's see eleven seventeen, i think when jesus arrived at bethany he was told that lazarus had already been in the graves for four days. Let me stop for a second. He was a good friend. Lazarus was, and Jesus were good friends. So Je- he had already been dead for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, If only you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But even now, I know that God will give him whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is life. If you don't know this Jesus, you need to. We're not promised tomorrow, guys. You know, we say that every week, but we hear some of the people that aren't with us anymore. And you really don't. We don't know when our time is, but you want to be right before you stand before him. Because you're going to as either a friend or a foe. So, I want to nail it down. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after you die. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? He's telling her you're going to have eternal life. Yes, Lord, she told him, I've already believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and he told her, The teacher is here and he wants to see you. Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at a place where Martha met him. I thought that was interesting that they were kind of outside a little bit. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary, they saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd only been here, my brother would not have died. 
when Jesus saw her weeping and he saw the other people wailing at her, a deep anger welled up within him. And he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Like this next verse, then Jesus wept. Jesus had compassion. That was his friend. He was consoling Mary and Martha. And that's what he does for us. When we're grieving and things like that, that's the one who comforts us. Jesus. <laughs> the people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him? But some said, this man healed a blind man. Could he have kept Lazarus from dying? You know, things happen sometimes, and it's in God's will, not ours. It's just some things just happen that's unexplainable. But there's, God has a plan for everything that happens. And I know sometimes we're here, and you scratch your head sometimes, and you wonder why. It doesn't make sense in the natural, but God's got it all under control. God is still in control during this pandemic, during this whole mess that we're experiencing. God is still in control. You guys believe it? That's an amen. We don't have to fear anything that happens. If it's doomsday, it's doomsday. <laughs> yeah, we're out of here, right? <laughs> That's what we always say. You're going to threaten us with eternal life? We'll take it. Any day. But going through it, that's the scary part. That would be the scary part. Mortality rates, 100%. Everybody's going to take their turn. But we have to be ready. We have to be ready to meet our maker. Amen? Amen. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Hey, Joe's here. What's up, Joe? <laughs> okay, verse 38. Jesus was still angry, and he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across the entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told him. But Martha, the dead, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell is going to be terrible. Which I would imagine it probably was. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled a stone aside. Then Jesus rolled up I'm sorry, looked up to heaven, and he said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you have sent me. Isn't that awesome? Because there were some unbelievers that were there. They tried, there was unbelievers that followed Jesus all around, which I find sometimes hard to believe. If you were seeing some of these things, how could you still not believe who he was? But it's still going on today. There's all kinds of stuff happening, and I, I know lots of people who think it's still kind of crazy. Ah, oh, that's good for you. I hope it works out for you. It's going to. It's going to work out for me, okay? I'm worried about you. That's the thing. <laughs> then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and his feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth, Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him go. Amen. You know, there's, there's a couple other stories that Jesus brought people back from the dead. 
And that's what he does in our life too. We were dead to our sins, for the wages of sin is death. You die, you're done if you don't know Jesus. We know, we know sin's fun, but there's a time and a place. And a, a lot of people are lucky, maybe they'll outgrow it. Some people don't get that chance. You know? So if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, cry out to him. Cry out to him. And there were some eyewitnesses that were there that were still didn't believe. They plotted to kill him. They thought Jesus was false prophet. They didn't, they didn't want him. They didn't want him. Pharisees hated him because he made them look pretty crazy. But Jesus is real, guys. He loves us. We'll never know how much he loves us on this side. But when we get there, hallelujah. It's going to be the best thing ever. We can't even fathom how good it's going to be, but we know it's going to be good. So he came so we'd have a relationship with him. God wants to know you on a personal level. You're like, how do I do that? Well, you surrender your life to him. You humble yourself. It really comes down to humility. You know, pride is a very powerful thing. But when you break that pride, Jesus is right there for you. Like I said earlier, he'll scoop you right up out of that mire and plant you on the rock. Now, it's going to take a while because it's a process. It's an ongoing thing. So once, once you're saved, you keep walking, like I said before, and the things are going to work out. That's a promise. Jesus promised. I will take care of you. I will give you what you need. He didn't say I give you what you want, but he'll give you just what you need, and it'll be right on time if you trust him. Right? A lot of times our prayers, if our prayers line up with his will, then sometimes you get an instant response. And other times you just have to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray until you're so tired of praying, you wonder if he's even listening. But he is. God hears his prayers. He's out ahead of us, guys. He's down the road, and he's making a way for all this stuff to happen. He's making a way for people to come who don't know him. He's making a way for us. The blessings and things that we have in our lives are from him. Everything comes from him. God wants to know you. He wants to give you life and give it abundantly. Doesn't mean he's going to give you tons of money. Although some people have been blessed, we know some Christians that are very blessed. They're very hard workers and they're very blessed and they do very well with their money. I was like, you hit the jackpot. You got the best of both worlds. But mostly, it doesn't work that way. Jesus came to live a sin-free life. Carry your sin and die on the cross in your place. That's pretty powerful. He came to pay your sin debt so we can be reconciled with God. Scripture says if you don't know God, then you're an enemy of God. Think about that. For the longest time, part of my testimony is I didn't even know I was an enemy of God. I thought I was good enough. Even though I did some shady things and things like that, I wasn't as bad as the next guy. But it doesn't work that way. You, need, you have to know Jesus. Amen? Remember, heaven is a, a prepared place for prepared people. 
Eternity is a free gift, but you have to humble yourself and receive it. You have to open your heart. Let Jesus in. Let Jesus work for you. He loves you so much. He wants to be part of your life. He wants us to serve him and help others. It's God through us helping others. That's what we're supposed to do. Serve. Fellowship. Grow together. Grow in the knowledge of Christ. Share your knowledge with others. That's what he's looking for. This free gift of salvation, he'll forgive your past. It's gone. He'll give you a purpose for this life. Best of all, you're going to have a home in heaven. Who wants to go to heaven? I'd like to think everybody in the room would. Nobody would want to go to hell. <laughs> Rob's got both hands going, me, me, me. <laughs> don't miss it, guys. Don't miss this Christmas season. Don't let another year go by. Do it now. Amen? That's about all I have tonight, guys. Jesus is the reason. Amen? So share it. Share it, share it, share it. I want to take time just real quick. If anybody needs prayer, Tim, can you guys come down real quick? Randy, want to come up here? Yeah, you want to do some music? Uh, I just want to take an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus and you want to know Jesus, these guys can help you in that. If you have questions, things like that, or if you have prayer for anything, anything at all, remember, prayer is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. Amen? Okay, who filled out a prayer card? Then you got prayer needs, amen? How about that? So if David, if you guys need prayer for healing, might want to see David. Prayer with him. Or he'll pray with you, I should say. Pains and things like that. He has a knack of that. That's kind of what he does. So if there's anybody ailing physically, see David. Ask David for prayers. Ask any of these guys. They're more than welcome to pray with you. Ladies, don't be afraid. There's women in here too. If you need prayer, reach out to somebody. God is so good. God is good, amen? Anybody? <laughs> All right, Father God, we just thank you again for tonight. Thank you for these guys. We just thank you for this building. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the real reason for Christmas. We thank you for all the blessings that you've given us, God. We just pray for the people who don't know you, God. We just pray that they'll come to know you, Jesus. Your arms are open wide, and really all it takes is us to step forward, break the pride, and step forward, God. So we just thank you, Lord. We thank you again. In Jesus' name, amen. Upcoming events. Misfit Recovery Groups, Wednesday night, right here at 7 o'clock. Friday, there's one here too at 7 o'clock. There's also one at Limited Church in St. Charles. Also, Warrington Christian Recovery is the second and fourth Mondays at 6.30. Are they on Highway 47? Is that where they are? Monday night, Ladies Bible Study, every other Monday at 6.30. The next one is the 21st. See Brenda, Lynn, or Lisa. Tuesday's men's group is the first and third Tuesday at 7 o'clock here. Next group is December 15th, and you can see Craig. He's right here. 
breakfast tomorrow. Who's coming tomorrow? Come on, we need lots of people coming tomorrow. Ooh, French toast. Nine o'clock tomorrow morning, guys. Next Friday. Next Friday night at 7 o'clock, we're having a worship night. All are welcome. Bring some friends. We're just going to sing and have some fun. So we are needing cookies for after this event. So if anybody wanted to bring, it doesn't matter if they're homemade, store bought, if we could bring them with you to the event, that'd be awesome. And, uh, cookies. Dinner? Oh, okay. Misfits Dinner. That's going to be next Saturday. There is a sign-up sheet, kind of like we did for Thanksgiving. We kind of need to know who's bringing what. So bring a dish, have some fun. <laughs> There's always sweets here, man. I mean, this is like pies and cakes and cupcakes. Woo! Next pizza night. That would be right after the first of the year. January 2nd, 5 o'clock. Okay, text alert. Is everybody on the text alert? If you're not, it's real easy. Text Go Misfits to 74121. Yeah, we're getting into the funky weather time of the year. We're ice storms, snowstorms, things like that. And we do a lot of communication through this line. So don't be the only one that shows up when there's nobody here. We need cleaning crew volunteers. See Rob, he's back there. Come on, guys. Like we said, this is a great place to step out and start. If you haven't been serving anywhere and you want to, it's a great place, great time to start meeting people other than just coming on a Saturday night. We need children's ministry volunteers. You can see Miss Lynn right there. So how are we doing on that? Do we still need more? One more? Okay, good. Stick around. We may or may not go to dinner. First Saturday of the month is pizza night. Third Saturday of the month is Crock-Pot Saturday. So that'll be next month will be the Crock-Pot deal. God bless you all. Have a great week. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Woo! -hoo.